A toast to the hunters from your friends at Grain Belt. May the mornings be clear and the fresh air be crisp. May you find solace in the silence. May the stillness settle your soul. May your long shot stay true. May your heart roam free. May you find what you seek in the fields you stock. May your call to the wild be answered. And at the end of the day, may you share the thrill of the hunt with your friends. So here's to the eight pointers and the 12 ounces. Here's to you and to your thirst for adventure. Bring Grain Belt to the outdoors with our limited edition premium hunting season pack. This season, enter to win a hunting trip for two to Brown's Hunting Lodge, wherever you can find premium 12 and 24 pack cans. For more information, visit our website at grainbelt.com forward slash hunting dash trip. everybody. Welcome to the Minnesota Bound podcast, the stories behind the stories. I am Laura Shera, co-hosting the podcast with my dad, Ron Shera. That'd be me. Live at the Minnesota State Fair. Is everybody having a good day at the fair today? Yeah. How about that? Beautiful day. I can't believe we're here once again at the great Minnesota get-together. Well, it's a get-together, all right. If you just look out there. But, you know, nothing beats the, the State Fair and the tradition and... We've been here a long, long time. That is right. We're actually going to talk about a little bit of the history of uh, Minnesota Bound Log Cabin here at the State Fair. We're going to chit-chat a little bit about all the fun goodies and gadgets inside the log cabin. Lots of new things this year and some there is. classics as well. And uh, then we're also going to chat with you, Dad, about uh, just your history of being here at the State Fair and all the years and all the ravens that used to perform at the the dog show behind exactly. us and yeah. uh, maybe a funny tale or two about that because I'm we sure there's that. a few. Yeah, we have that for awesome. sure. Awesome. Yeah, we'll look forward to that. And then uh, to wrap it up, we'll take some Q&A from the audience. And uh, this is a very casual podcast, so if you have any questions, even while we're in the middle of a sentence, raise your hand. Come on up here. We've got a microphone. And uh, ask away, and we'll be happy to answer those the best we can. I was going to say, you don't have to wait till the end. You, no. If we inspire a question, just come up, interrupt us, no problem. Ask your question, and we'll try to answer it as best we can. Very good. Awesome. Um, let's start out with how many years has the Minnesota Bound Log Cabin been here at the State Fair? Well, Minnesota Bound's been on the air for close to 30 years, and so we've been here for close to 30 years. Uh, interestingly, the State Fair called, called me after Minnesota Bound hit the air, they were trying to develop this area. They were going to call it uh, the North Up North or whatever they called it. The North Woods. North Woods. They were going to call it the North Woods, and they wanted some outdoorsy things up here. And so they approached me to have a cabin right in this vicinity or maybe right next door. They don't remember. but So we had uh, everything from big log cabins to a, one time a tent, but mostly... Uh, log cabins, and then they wanted a dog act there, and everybody uh, knew Raven that watched the show, and so this was a chance to show Raven acting like a Labrador instead of a movie star. So she got to do retrieving back here. We put her in the water and uh, did double retrieves, blind retrieves, and and uh, it was a lot of fun. Fifteen years of that. Fifteen years. And that was 15 years of being here every day for the dog show. Right, every day, yeah. And um, they didn't ask you to be a lumberjack, huh? Um, Did you try out for that? I, I, uh, uh, I told some of the lumberjacks I could beat them up that pole, but uh, they were too afraid to challenge me. Oh, so, yeah. as well. Maybe this year. 
never too late. Uh, no, that's, thank you very much. <laughs> um, of all the all the the shows that you did over the thirty years or fifteen years, excuse me, here at the State Fair, um, there's probably a tale or two to tell about Raven, and I'm sure she had some great days, and she probably had some off days just based off of all the snacks up in those bleachers. Well, yeah, f- funny you would mention snacks because I was using these uh, retrieving dummies, you know, and it's a hot day like today, and we're out there. And I'm going to show these folks what a great retrieving dog Raven really is. So I'd have her heel sit. I'd throw the dummy out there and go, signal was back. And you go back. She went out there, ran, and suddenly stops and goes, hmm, what is this? A, this is some kind of a jerky right here, isn't it? <laughs> so she would stop and eat the meat and then maybe remember to pick up the dummy and bring it back. So... Uh, but, you know, one of my lessons, uh, ladies, was um, how a dog listens to men better than women. And that's because dogs respect a lower voice. And so I told the ladies, uh, lower your voice when you talk to your dog. And don't ask your dog to do stuff. Tell your dog to do stuff. It makes a big difference. That is true. They're definitely really good at reading energy. So if your energy is a little soft, they might just say, well, Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Right. Anyway, lots of things here. And we did long jumps with dogs here in the pond and lots of memories. But we all have state fair memories, including um, um, just up the row here, the guy that makes the popcorn. He's been here for 100 years. And, uh, and the Joe jerky. up here, the, yeah, the turkey jerky. <laughs> They've all been here a long time. We're good friends. And Giggles Campfire Grill has been here 23 years. I talked to Giggles yesterday. And uh, uh, so it's almost family up at this end of the It fair. sure is, yeah. When you spend 12 days together, numerous years in a row, you definitely create a, a community over here in the Northwoods. And right. um, you, which many may not know, I think we'll just announce your tour dates here, Dad, that you did a, a singing performance over at Giggles yesterday. Yeah, i I um, trying to revive my singing career. <laughs> I don't know if everybody knows that you are a singer, so you... Well, uh, they can find out because I'm going to be back up there at 3.30 today at Giggles and uh, singing a little Johnny Cash and a few other songs. So come on up and have a beer. You can buy me a beer and... <laughs> <laughs> Which you, a uh, little fun fact, yesterday he was meeting with uh, your guitarist. It's Wayne, right? Wayne, Wayne and the boys, yes. Wayne and the boys. And Wayne shows up and he hands my dad this piece of stack of paper I should say and it's about four pages deep and it has I don't know it looked like maybe 70 songs to choose from and I thought are you is your is your performance a three and a half hour performance how long are you singing at giggles tonight well it depends on the audience you know they won't let me quit you know that yes. kind of thing no about 45 minutes about I was like he's gonna beat Taylor Swift for the the <laughs> longest performance here in Minnesota yeah. Taylor Swift huh I wish I could get paid like Taylor Swift. I know, I hear you. Does anybody have any questions so yeah, far about any of the Ravens we have a or Minnesota right Bound here. or Minnesota Bound Millie? She's now on the show. This is your chance to for Don't starter be shy. Right we get a lot of questions something. when uh, we're hanging up here without a microphone on, but we don't bite. This guy is a, here. Here's a guy. We got a question. A, Hang on one second. Talk right in there. What's your question? Toronto Maple Leafs, are you, what are you talking about? This is the Minnesota, you know, wild. I think we share some pain. Talk closer. I got a question for you. Does bacon like being in the boat? 
Does bacon, bacon like a good fisher? You know what? Bacon's really good at a lot of things, but fishing probably isn't one of his um, <laughs> his best activities. I bacon is my little French bulldog, and I get a lot of questions about. Uh, what kind of hunting dog is that? And in fact, when I brought bacon home, my dad said, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> and um, he's grown uh, to have everybody love him, including you. And I call him my flat-faced retriever, super rare hunting breed. Um, he's a French bulldog in actuality. And he's really great at uh, going to get a tennis ball, but he's not going to bring it back to you. So yeah. that's the extent of his skills. But yeah, when he, we babysit him and he's out in the yard and I'll say, Bacon, come, come, Bacon. And he looks at me and decides, I don't know if I'm going to do that or not. <laughs> and Bacon, come. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about it. And I finally lose my temper and start walking towards him. And then he goes, he scoots around the yard in a big circle and he runs back into the garage, which is exactly where I wanted him. And he knew that. But anyway, a lot of fun bacon is. You know, bulldogs are, they're known for being stubborn. And I have a theory about that is um, for hundreds of years, they were not bred to work for anybody but themselves. <laughs> so they are always going to think about it twice. Um, they're not really there to, they don't have a, a job to serve you. Um, they really just are fun loving animals, but they aren't necessarily there to work for you. So their obedience skills, you have to, they, they teach you a lot of patience, the French bulldog. And I think bulldogs do too. But uh, he's been on the Kinetico commercials, and now he has a little bit of a fan base of his own, and um, he's a great dog. Too hot to have a bulldog at the fair today, but if it cools down, maybe he'll, he'll make an appearance. The other thing, Laura, is that uh, for, for years, Labrador Retrievers uh, were number one in the AKC popularity. They have been replaced this year by French Bulldogs, and so Labs are number two now. But uh, they're very popular, and just don't ask a French bulldog to retrieve your pheasants for you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you might come home empty-handed if that's the case. <laughs> so thank you. Oh, well, we appreciate that. Thank you. I know. Thanks if it's cool out, we'll, we'll bring bacon to the fa state fair if it cools down a little bit. Oh, we appreciate you tuning in. Come on up. Am I the NASCAR driver? I've been... I've been going in circles for a long time, sir. <laughs> oh, you do have a daughter, I understand. I have a, yes. Yes. Yes, well, for I sure. Shows, well, thank you. Thank you for loving the show. Appreciate it, bud. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, guys. Yeah, have some more beer there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had any beer. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. It's summer season, which means thunderstorms can roll on in. Are you prepared for a power outage at your home or business? The Minnesota Propane Association wants you to know that installing a propane generator will ensure peace of mind when the power goes out. Also, the same propane that powers your generator can also power all the major appliances in your home. Installing propane appliances instead of electric appliances in your home or business will reduce the size and cost of the generator. Imagine running all your gas appliances at one time versus picking and choosing which electric ones to run during a power outage. Reliable, affordable, safe. Propane, the energy for everyone. To find out more about generators and propane appliances, go to propane.com. Also, it's time for Connecticut. You know, our Minnesota cabin life is in full swing. In fact, 
We're just back from four days up north. Such a joy now that we have Connecticut water in the woods. Last year, we were lucky enough to add Connecticut water at the cabin, and oh boy, what a difference. For as long as I can remember, we've dealt with that stinky, foul well water. But really, after a painless four-hour installation, we have Connecticut soft water and also Connecticut's K5 drinking system. No more bottled water to try and make early morning coffee. Great drinking water right out of the K5 tap. Our laundry no longer smells funny. And Connecticut water cleaned up the showers and the dishes. The world's most efficient, worry-free water system. Visit Connecticut.com to find a dealer near you and join the Connecticut family. Hey there, Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. Propane, it's clean, efficient fuel produced right here in the United States. Schedule your propane service with a friend. Lakes Gas, a family-owned provider serving the upper Midwest for more than 60 years. 54 convenient locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Now with offices in North Dakota and South Dakota, too. Lakes Gas employees live in the communities they serve so you can expect personalized service from professionals. Oh, and the Lakes Gas offers competitive pricing without all the extras that tend to drive up fuel prices. Safe, dependable service. Lakes Gas, the right choice for your home, business, or farm. Visit lakesgas.com and join the family. All right, well, there are a lot of really fun gadgets and goodies inside the Why log cabin every year. Why don't you tell us about some of them? Well, I, um, every year, actually it airs tomorrow night as our Minnesota Bound State Fair special. So we film um, a State Fair special. We were out here yesterday morning doing um, some filming on the first day of the State Fair. And our State Fair special airs uh, tomorrow night, Saturday, and also Sunday night. And each year I have the pleasure of doing the Minnesota Bound Log Cabin Tour. And uh, we try to curate new and fun um, goodies and gadgets, normally all from Minnesota-based companies. And this year, uh, we have some new items inside the fair, and of course, we have some classics. And I have to say, one of the favorite classics is uh, your Ron Scherer's outdoor calendar. Well, thank you, yeah. And what this is kind of a fun fact about this calendar. You know, this is a traditional paper calendar. That wall hanging, wall hanging. Wall hanging calendar, yes. And you started this calendar in 1986. That's true. And this calendar today still hangs on the walls of thousands of people. Indeed. Um, it, it, you know, what's interesting is the idea, because when I, a lot of people don't remember that I used to write for the Minneapolis Tribune, and I would uh, read my stuff that I wrote on Sunday morning's paper, and I'd say to myself, oh, my, I forgot to remind people to get a trout stamp. I forgot to remind them to do this, do that. And I says to myself, I really ought to have a calendar that would remind me of these things. Well, I, I didn't do a dang thing with that idea until one day I was invited to take uh, one of America's astronauts, Wally Shira, if you remember that name. I was invited to take him fishing. And I could tell immediately how America chose, chose him among about seven other uh, astronauts to go up in space. He was a wonderful guy. And uh, we're talking, and uh, I said, what brings you to town? 
And uh, he said, well, I'm on the board of directors of a company in Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. That might be one of the largest producers of calendars in America. And uh, I said to him, I said, well, you know, <laughs> it's funny you'd mention a calendar because I have this idea for a calendar. I told him what my idea was, and that is to have nature things all through the year, uh, hunting seasons, sports show dates, uh, Bird whatever. migration patterns. Yeah, just things about nature in Minnesota based on the month of the year. And he said, I love that idea. Uh, call this vice president. So I did I did that, and it was uh, 33 years later. We're still doing it. But then, you know, your phone your phone has a calendar. Your wristwatch has a calendar. Uh, your computer has a calendar. And I thought, well, that's the end of wall-hanging calendars. But you know what? Not true. People still like to have a wall-hanging calendar to look at uh, what's happen happening and then put your dentist appointments on it, things like that. <laughs> You know what you're, you won't let your fans of your calendar forget is your birthday. And if I flip to the date on April 23rd, uh, it says Ron Shera's birthday. He plans to mature next year. <laughs> I mean. Right. Yes. That's, that's the old famous free beer tomorrow. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So the your your outdoor calendar is for sale inside the log cabin. There are, uh, we have. Raven puppies, plush puppies for sale. There are Millie plush puppies for sale, all of which we promise are go home housebroken, so parents don't have to worry about that. A lot of Minnesota bound clothing in there. There is. There's t shirts. The new t shirt, which I'm wearing today, is the pink Minnesota bound t shirt. Very nice. And uh, we have sweatshirts. There is the famous Loon Tune inside, which is a toy that will eventually drive you loony, but, uh, you know, that's probably part of the point. But if you pull it, it makes the sound of a loon. Yeah. And um, one fun thing to do with that, as which we would do all the time at the cabin, is we, if you play with the loon tune or any sort of loon call, you might be surprised at how many loons come to visit your dock. Yeah, They will can, come right up to the call. You can talk to them. You can also drive your, your, your wife crazy with these things. Yep. Uh, or the kids uh, can drive you crazy with this thing. Anyways, a lot of fun. And my daughter, Laura, has this neat item here. It's called, I'm going to have you explain it, but I'm, I've been drinking it now every day. And it's uh, vegetables and, and, uh, and fruit together. Uh, you have the berry one here. I have the strawberry one at home. But tell the folks what you have there. Yes, I, um, I just launched a new health and wellness product. It's called Wildly Living the Daily Wild, and it's a superfood blend. So it's basically like a multivitamin in a, in a powder form that you'll mix with water or put it in a smoothie. And uh, the reason I decided to launch this product, it kind of has a backstory, is you know traveling to remote destinations um, many times throughout the year, sometimes it's really hard to get your fruits and vegetables and have a lot of micronutrition or just nutrition in general when you're in remote areas. So you're out in the pheasant field, you're seeing a lot of Slim Jims or jerkies being eaten, which is a great snack to bring along, but I would always have my fruits and greens powder. So I've been taking this product for over over 10 years, and uh, I it's a Minnesota-based nutrition company. They've been in business for 45 years. They know what they're doing. It's a great product. I was on Twin Cities Live, and they said, you know what? What is your beauty regimen? And so I went through, and I said, you know, beauty starts from the inside out. I am really religious about getting high-quality sleep, eight hours a night. I drink a lot of water, and um, I also take this fruits and greens powder, and I gave the audience a code, and sure enough, I'm co-hosting the show, and I get a call from the CEO. Um, 
that in the middle of while I'm hosting, I'm thinking, I think I'm in trouble. You know, I, I promoted this product really without asking. And he's like, did you just promote a product? And I was like, I did. And he's like, you know what? It's, the line's kind of going crazy here. I think we should do some business together. So lo and behold, I've started this Wildly Living brand. This is about a year and a half in the making, and I'm really excited to bring it to the public. It tastes great. A lot of the fruits and greens powders that you take are very grassy, earthy, kind of tastes like you're, you're drinking a mix of some dirt and sand and some grass together. This does not. No, it's, it's excellent. Um, and it, uh, you put a scoop in your water, about four to eight, six ounces of water is what I do. Stir it up, and it's all dissolved. It's wonderful. And you can tell Laura is much healthier looking than her dad is because she's been doing this. So... That's proof right here as we sit side by side. Well, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a great product. It tastes delicious. My favorite is the chocolate. I mix it with protein powder in my smoothies. People really love the berry and yeah. the strawberry as well. But um, that's also for sale inside the Minnesota Bound Log Cabin. Uh, we also have some really unique uh, hand-carved wooden lures that um, uh, were made by a gentleman that will be featured on the Minnesota Bound Special this Saturday. So those Very are good. really unique. Uh, we've got handmade soaps and all sorts of fun uh, find them fun items inside the log cabin. Again, if you have any questions, we have a mic here. You can uh, uh, ask whatever you'd like. Ask where the Prano pups are. I mean, whatever. We know everything here at the fair. Yes. <laughs> We're also an information center. Yeah, right. Uh, we get a, we, a lot of questions about Minnesota Bound Millie um, and how old she. How old is Minnesota Bound Millie? She's two years old. I have the facts down now. And is Minnesota Bound Millie a descendant of Raven? And the answer is. Well, she is. Uh, she belongs. A lot of people think it's my dog. It isn't. She belongs to uh, Scott Franson, our CEO. And uh, Millie wears is a uh, is a. Um, uh, mascot for Minnesota Bound wears the blue bandana, and we have kind of a uh, a rule that uh, there will never be a lab wearing a red bandana because that was the signature outfit for Raven, who uh, is no longer with us. Now, I have uh, three Ravens, for those people wondering. They were all mother-daughter. A lot of people didn't know that. And Millie is not a descendant of Raven. No, They're not Millie relatives. Is not she's a, cute, a but yes. Yeah, and she's a wonderful hunting dog. Yes, I've hunted is. with Millie. Um, and and so, uh, so it has a, a a dog element to Minnesota Bound. There's always been one there. So Millie wears the yeah. blue bandana and uh, wonderful black lab, as most black labs are. We have a question here. I think we do. Have you hunted or fished every county in the state yet? Oh, officially? I don't think I I've, have not. I don't think I've fished or hunted every county. Um, uh, for sure. I'm pretty sure about that. I've hunted and fished a lot of them. Um, a lot of people ask me about lakes. I have fished a lot of lakes, but I can still find some I have not fished, especially smaller ones out of the way. But, um, yeah, it's been a lot of them. But um, that was mostly during my newspaper days, went, went there more often. But a lot of people say, what's your favorite fish? And I say the, my favorite fish is the one that's on the end of my line at the moment. And um, uh, my favorite lake, favorite lake is a tough one too. Um, uh, lake of the Woods is very difficult to beat if you're a walleye hound. Uh, Leech Lake, I mean, we have a lot of wonderful lakes in this state. We should be grateful for that. Uh, and uh, Mille Lacs now is, is tough regulations for walleye. Hopefully we'll get back, but uh, it's a great smallmouth bass fishing there now. 
You know what interests me is Lake Minnetonka. Despite all of the boats and the party boats and the and the the the, the uh, wave boats, what do they call them? Um, Wake surf. Malak or Minnetonka <laughs> still has wonderful fishing in it for bass and muskies and some pretty good panfish as well. So I always say, you know, the fish don't know they live in the city. Okay. <laughs> There's some good muskies in uh, Lake of the I- Lake of the Isles too. And Calhoun. And yeah, Calhoun. Uh, that made not and Harriet. Not called Calhoun anymore. I can't remember, but yeah, Harriet has muskies, and Laura. As a young girl, would go fishing with her dad. I'd keep her out there way too long. But uh, she always wanted to, we were fishing for bass, and she, Dad, I want to fish topwater. I go, Laura, the bass aren't always looking up. It didn't matter to her. She wanted to catch them topwater. And to this day, still does want oh, yeah. to catch topwater. So then she went from topwater bass fishing to, I want to catch a muskie. So she's been a muskie addict now for quite a few years and has caught how many? Ooh, I think I'm at about eight or nine at this point. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so she got the, the muskie. But, I mean, why would you start at the top? But that's, that's the way she does it. I have, um, you know, I think it started as probably your fault, Dad. Uh, when I was little and my sister as well, Simone, uh, my dad would set up hula hoops in our backyard for my sister and I to practice our casting and turned it into a game. So we'd have to get the, the plug, the plastic plug, um, into the hula hoop. And we did that for hours. And, um, and it was that that started this need. I have this thing in my head that I, I really love casting and I see a dock or I see a log. And now I just wanna see if I can get that lure right in that perfect spot. And that is what entertains me when I'm fishing. If I have to, if I'm jigging for walleye, I have a tendency to get... Um, bored. I, I wasn't going to use the word bored, Dad, but all right. You know, if um, you're a Minnesotan, you get bored fishing walleyes, there's something wrong with you, <laughs> not to say that. I know, I always say I'm, I'm almost anti-Minnesotan by saying walleye fishing is not my favorite thing to go fishing for, but um, topwater bass fishing, there's nothing better. It's like an explosion on top of the water. It makes me jump every single time. I went out with a... Um, a great fishing guide, Ryan Johnson, last summer, and he really taught me how to slow down when um, the bass come up to take the lure because it's such an explosion. You immediately want to set that hook so fast, and that's part of my my um, issue with fishing is I see something, I react really quickly, and he gave me a really great advice, which I'll pass on to anybody who's interested in topwater bass fishing, is to say, there's one. As soon as that bass hits that lure, you say, there's one, and then you can set the hook because you need to give bass time to really grab onto it. And sure enough, last year I caught a 6.1-pound bass, um, and I have to keep the lake secret. I'm sorry. Uh, Ryan would wring yeah. my neck if I told anybody, but that was my record, and boy, was that a fun day. That was a good fish. I saw the picture of it. Uh, not as big as the one I've caught, but then I had to go... <laughs> I had to go to Mexico to beat that. Well, you know, you have a book inside the log cabin, too, that's called Mostly True Tales <laughs> of Life Outdoors. So, Any, any more questions here? We're gonna, we need some more, we need some more questions, huh? Y'all, y'all bashful? Huh? This guy, well, he's going to throw something away. There we go. That's right. Um, no questions, huh? Ron Shera here with a question. Have you ever heard 
of an economic first responder. That's an economic first responder. Well, it's real. Think of Star Bank. Star Bank is saving local businesses as an economic first responder in the Twin Cities, the West Metro, and rural Minnesota. Star Bank has been helping small businesses keep their lights on, pay their rent, pay their employees for months now. In fact, Star Bank has helped 629 local businesses during this pandemic. And they've been keeping small businesses on Minnesota's main streets as well. Keeping small businesses alive. Economic first responders, indeed. You know, Star Bank is our local hero during this pandemic. Find Star Bank at starbank.net on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Bank locally with Star Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. That's my choice, Star Bank. Ron Shera here. We also want to thank North Dakota Tourism. You know, North Dakota is one of my favorite all-time hunting destinations. I can't believe it. It's the middle of summer, and it's already time to start planning fall hunts in North Dakota. I have a few facts for you on the state's current hunting conditions. Get this, 2023 is one of the wettest springs on record which means an estimated 3.4 million breeding ducks. That number is up from last year. Also, the 2023 spring pheasant crawling count survey is up 30% from last year. You add to that North Dakota's plots program, you know, 800,000 acres of private land that is open to public walk-in hunting, and you have the perfect spot just waiting for your perfect fall hunt. Make memories and hunt North Dakota. Plan your adventure just like I do at HelloND.com. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. What What else do we want to talk about here? Besides the weather? Oh, my, well, the turkey hunting. We could talk turkey hunting. Sure, yeah. Uh, our turkey hunt in South Dakota? Well, that, but, um, yeah, our addiction to turkey hunting. Um, if you've never done it, um, I would suggest you try it. It's very addictive if you really need an addiction. But the turkey story in Minnesota is also a great uh, conservation restoration story. Turkeys were native at one point a long time in the 1800s and uh, got uh, wiped out and uh, took a long time to get them back. Uh, a long time meaning uh, not until the 19, early 1970s did turkeys uh, start rebounding. They came, uh, we brought some in from the state of Missouri, eastern wild turkeys, let them go. They reproduced and we started trapping some of those, moving them around the state and uh, hence Today, there are turkeys as far north as Roseau, Minnesota. How they survive up there in the winter, I do not know, but they do. And uh, it's been, a, uh, like I said, a great conservation story in this state. And 
my being a turkey hunting addict, which I started in 1967. There was a 1967, for those of you wondering. Um, when I first met my wild turkey in the Black Hills and became totally addicted because I worked for the South Dakota Game and Fish Department. So now, I, of course, have both of my daughters addicted to wild turkey hunting. <laughs> and so Laura has been with me to the Black Hills, uh, uh, Minnesota, and uh, Nebraska, I know. and uh, South Dakota. I mentioned the Black Hills, South Dakota. So, uh, and this year, uh, it's a long story, I won't go into it, but by accident, 50 years ago, I started really what became a turkey hunting camp. We call it Turkey Club uh, turkeyclub.com turkeytrackclub.com turkey and this was our 50th year and so um, to celebrate that Laura and her sister uh, came out to the Black Hills and uh, her sister got there first Laura flying out she arrived later but uh, Simone whacked a nice bird that morning Laura landed uh, at the airport about midday Came out to our turkey camp. We went out in the hills. She spotted a big old gobbler with a bunch of hens. And my brother, Roger, who can sound like a whole block of turkeys, uh, went with Laura just a, not very far up the hill. And they called one in. So Laura got one in the afternoon. And uh, the next morning, the two girls were with me. And I got one. So a pretty successful 50-year a celebration, right? It sure was. Special family time as well. I uh, just cooked that part of that uh, wild turkey breast with Chef Jim Kinberg, who is our uh, my partner in crime for the Wild in the Kitchen segments. And uh, we did, we're calling it, it hasn't aired yet, but we're calling it the ultimate wild turkey burger because everything in it was either foraged or harvested. My, was, my bird was harvested. But we added uh, morel mushrooms. Uh, we added some Minnesota wild rice. And we also added some um, ramps, which you can forage for as well. And it was only those three ingredients with a little bit of salt and pepper. And that was a delicious turkey burger. Yeah, but it's probably the best way to cook wild turkey. It can be, uh, you know, unlike the domestic turkey, it's, not, uh, it's more lean, not uh, big breast and fatty. So it's leaner, and, and if you don't cook it right, it can be as dry as shoe leather. So That is true. I get a lot of questions on what is, if you haven't hunted for wild turkeys or tasted them, is it similar to domestic turkey? And the flavor profile of wild turkey is almost identical to, to domestic turkey. Uh, what my dad was saying, I find the difference to be, is a lot of the domestic turkeys are um, injected with a saline solution or salt solution to keep, retain the moisture when you cook them. And, of course, wild turkey does not have that done. So um, you do need to either brine it, is my suggestion, if you want to uh, grill it. Or, you know, I brine mine um, in some salt and sugar water. It's really what you would do and just whatever spices you want for about 24 hours. And then I even will marinate it again in olive oil, garlic cloves, and a little bit of rosemary. And I put it, believe it or not, in the air fryer with nothing on it but from the marinade. And it was delicious. If you well, don't do that, I would suggest adding things to keep retain the moisture, like the wild rice and the mushrooms and things like that. Well, a lot of people wonder, well, you know, where did the domestic turkey come from? It came from the wild turkey. <laughs> uh, they were captured here in North America a long time ago, taken over to Europe, domesticated. And then the pilgrims brought some back, thinking there weren't any turkeys here. But that's, uh, that's the story. 
The wild turkey is the reason we have domestic turkeys. So, and they were, it was almost our national bird. And turkey, uh, wild turkeys are only uh, native in North America. They were not in Europe. So there you go. How many places, have you hunted any wild turkeys in Hawaii or Florida or Mexico? There's. Oh, I've hunted wild turkeys in Hawaii, yeah. And uh, uh, on the big island of Hawaii. I've hunted wild turkeys in Mississippi, Georgia, Florida. There's an interesting bird there in Florida. Um, uh, with the alligators and snakes, it's, it makes it makes it very interesting walking in the morning. You're very <laughs> alert. <laughs> and um, hunted turkeys in Missouri, Wisconsin, Minnesota, of course, Iowa, um, South Dakota. Uh, I don't you know. I don't think I've ever hunted turkeys in North Dakota, but um, hunted in Montana. Anyway, the list why, is long. Well, you were going to school. I was chasing wild turkeys all the time. Well, Laura, what do you think? We've told everybody, everybody I think what, so. what we know. Huh? Yes. Oh, we got a question about what? turkeys. Yeah. They're everywhere in Edina. Well, he's asking, he sees uh, wild turkeys in Edina. That is true. Well, they, are, they, they found a place to live there. They're, you don't shoot them, so they don't fear you anymore. And uh, they're very comfortable walking around. They're... They don't have any teeth. They're not going to hurt you. But uh, uh, sometimes they might, uh, kids get afraid of them. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they're very adaptable, wild turkeys are. It's almost, oh, yes, that's the same wild turkey that we're talking about. They would be good eating. And uh, just like mallard ducks, you know, in some places they're wild as can be. But on a city lake, they're waiting for you to throw some popcorn to them. So. Wild turkey is the same way. Thank you very much for your question. Thank you. All right. Well, I think we're going to um, wrap up the podcast. Wrap up the podcast. And uh, thank you. Some of you stayed around and listened. I hope uh, you found your that worthwhile. Don't forget to go to Giggles Campfire Grill, 3.30. Johnny Cash will be singing there. Yes. And, if you have uh, a request on a certain song, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure you can uh, oblige. We'll try to figure out something. Yeah, we welcome you to come on in to the Minnesota Bound Log Cabin um, for those of you that are here now. And if you're visiting later in the week, we um, hope to see you here. You'll be hanging out in the front porch today. I'll be here for a little bit today. Little I'll while. also be here tomorrow, Saturday. I don't know when this podcast is going to get posted, but Thank we'll be you. here throughout the week. Thank you. Remember, this is the uh, Minnesota Bound Podcast, the stories behind the story. And what do we always say, Dad? Introduce Remember, introduce a kid to the great outdoors. Woohoo! Thanks, everybody. Thank mm-hmm. you.